I wake up every morning thinking, I love the artists that we get to speak to because they always have a cool story to tell and I always want to be part of their adventure. Like, I have my life set, you've got your life set and these artists always have something exciting to talk about. I feel like if I had to ask you a question about like, you know, uh, the most exciting experience you've had in your life, what would it be? What would your story be, Tony B? Exciting moment. Yeah. Exciting moment or memorable moment. Memorable. Let's go with memorable. Like memorable moment, I always put it down to like I love travel, right? So like memorable moment for me would be going to Vietnam. Mm. I really like entire the entire trip was phenomenal. Right. Yeah. So travel is a massive thing for me. That's really cool. What's your bo- most memorable moment? Oh, this is gonna sound like really like corny, but like when I had my first kid, it was cutting the umbilical cord. It's really weird because I always like remember it. I'm like, oh, that's fucking a little bit teary. But it's like it's like cutting like life from one person to another. It's like really weird. So that would be my like experience. But like, sorry, that was like really out of context of where we're going next with this whole conversation. Mm. But like, someone like Matt Goss has an experience of ha- growing up with his his crew and having bros and selling out, you know, a stadium of thousands and thousands of people. Imagine that experience, thinking that you have brought all these people to a stadium and sold it out. Yeah, 100%. And I naively didn't really know too much about Matt mm. until we got an email to go, hey, you want to like have a chat to Matt Goss? Mm. And once I did a bit of research, I'm like, oh, shit, this guy is... Massive. Has, has had some awesome achievements. Singing for Muhammad Ali just before he passed, that was a beautiful thing. So we had to go to his house. We went to get the short sign. I sang for him. And he had such a cool story to tell. It was so in-depth. And and as you said, it, it, it was so weird to think that you just see Matt Goss. You go, oh, yeah, he's just Matt Goss. He has some music. And then you just go into his life, and it's exactly what you hear right now. Matt, how are you, sir? How are you, my friend? Very well, very well. It was great to see you. you looking, looking. Yeah. Schmick, look at that. <laughs> You're looking great, sir. Thank you, my bro. Thank you. You too. <laughs> this is easy this... breezy. I'm at, the, I'm at my hotel at the moment in London, so. Oh, lovely. It's looking, yeah, it looks very cozy in there. It's, uh, you know, you're just kicking back. Like, what, what's what's the deal in the hotels? You just, like, order room service all day and just, like, just rack up that Well, bill. you know what? You get, I've, been here, I've been here for just over a month. And uh, so I'm done with the, I'm done with the menu. But the, <laughs> where I'm staying is that the people I've been staying for many years, so that I couldn't ask that they treat me like family. Here, so I'm, I feel very, very, uh, always very grateful. This is what we love about you. This is why yeah, we got, this is where we get to chat with you because we know that you're a great guy with some great music, and um, and now someone to fall and and we have you right here with us. Matt Goss. <laughs> oh, it, it's a pleasure. It's, it, the music's been going for a while. I've, I've, I hear there's a big history behind um, all your music, and I see where the quality definitely comes from. Um, Tony B uh, showed me this track, and I, I fell in love with it straight off the bat. It's, it's a great song. It's an all-rounder, uh, all-rounder track, I think. Oh, thank you, mate. I mean, I think that, um, I think being a man, I wanted to write a song that was emotionally intelligent, that that was embedded in a pop melody pop record but also addressed certain issues you know the the song really is about the somewhere to fall is exactly that resting your strength and being able to just find a place where you can say look i'm not feeling weak i'm not feeling like i want to give up but i am in need to i need to rest my strength for a couple of days or a week 
and then I'll, I'll crack on with my lovely life after that, you know? And I just, uh, I love pop music and I love what pop music does in on a massive scale when I'm playing big venues and it feels incredible. Um, but I still wanted to write a record that I could live with, you know, and that's really some, some ways to fall is really about just resting your strength and finding that place, whether it be your partner or a place, you know, I went to a park the other day and I just sat on a bench where me and my mum went to and it was just like, I just felt like my boots were on the ground in London and I was able to just, just decompress a little bit. I took a deep breath and it was like, this is where I need to be right now. You know? So that's why I wrote that song. You saying exactly that, the whole idea of um, writing quite an emotionally intelligent pop song, especially in today's ecosystem in, 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 in terms of music, not just pop music, but music in general. And especially being a guy, hearing things like that, I think it's really important to have a stance like that and go, hey, not just guys, but hey, everyone, um, but specifically being a guy, hey, everyone, it's okay to take a step back and just yep. take everything in for a moment and decompress yep. and sort everything out. I think that's such an awesome way to be looking at things, Matt. Well, I appreciate that. Listen, I'm six, I'm six two. I box every day. Yeah. I am, I am, I'm very able-bodied and I'm, I pride myself on being an able-bodied man and but at the same time, we we don't have to look, we don't have to. It's okay to feel weak too, by the way. But I think a lot of fellas just want to rest their strength. I mean, I think it's a, a language that we can relate to, and a lot of people, not just fellas, but I think that we can. We don't have to give up up, up our strength to have a moment where we can just completely decompress, and um, and I, and I think it's important to speak about it because. Um, we often kind of become very rigid and it's not cool. So just, you know, and often for me, you know, when you find somebody that's kind, I think that's for me, I think another thing is feeling safe. You, we all need to feel safe sometimes, you know, we just need to feel like we're safe in that space. Um, otherwise we're constantly in this flight or fight mode where we're ready. We're always ready for something. The, the next, um, the next bad thing or the next bad day. And that's why I named the album The Beautiful Unknown because we, we have been programmed to believe that tomorrow is going to be, it might be full of dread. And, and I think if we kind of engage in this journey of lifting each other up and not worrying about our masculinity falling into the drains, you know, which it doesn't have to. Every strong man I know has cried, mm. you know, you make you make me cry now. I feel, I feel like you're opening me up into like a a new new set mindset. It's it's and it's cool to think that I, I feel like has this been an experience of yours? Is 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 your music really reflecting something in your past or um your present um or is it something that you know you just see the others like you know your friends and family deal with and you just write about that? I think I mean the next song coming out is about adultery. So, um, but again, you know. This it says you broke my heart to save my life. You know, I mean, I'm trying to write hopeful records with a lot of truth. That makes sense. So I just want to write stuff that I've been through in my own experience. Uh, I wanted to write a very very honest record. Uh, I want to smash the pop record. I want to smash pop record. I don't want to just a good pop record. So I work with the best of the best, and but I knew to do that. I had to be really honest with myself, and um, I've seen a lot of life. I've, I've played with some of the most incredible people you could ever imagine. 
and I played at some of those incredible venues in it that you could ever imagine. And um, but it doesn't mean that, that there's a line I wrote. So I'm unbreakable, you know, I'm unbreakable, but it doesn't mean that I don't hurt. Like, I mean, people hurt, you know, like you don't have to break into pieces, but we have to be more aware. So it's, these are all embedded into these really, really uplifting melodies, which I, I get a lot of fun out of embedding these, these, these subjects into really feel good melodies. Even the way you're talking now, your maturity, not only as a person, but maturity as a songwriter, it's like, I can create fun pop tracks, but listen to the underlying story and there's so much more to it. There's more substance in that. I think that's, that's, that's really awesome. Really awesome, Matt. Thank you, mate. You were talking about going to the park earlier and, and um, sitting down at the bench where you and your mum went. Um, hearing some of your stories and some of the interviews you've done, you, your mum seems to me, seems to be, have been such a, a massive impact in your life. And I heard you say that she was your best friend. Now, did she have a musical influence on your life? I think, I mean, it's, it's, it's a strong subject for me. Mm. I mean, coming back to London, she was my home. So she was London to me. So I've had to, you know, maneuver my, myself and figure out what home actually is because yeah. I feel somewhat stateless. You know, the bottom line is that phone call that you need. Most fellas listening to this are going to be like, oh, you know, you, know, you, you do call your mum and you... And there's something about mums that just make you feel like everything's going to be okay. You have yeah. no idea that this magic power, you know. But the, the reality for me is that phone call doesn't exist. So you you find yourself having to, you feel somewhat orphaned or stateless, whatever this term may be. But the, the best way I can answer your question is that I feel highly observed. I feel observed right now. I feel observed when I walk down the street, I feel this presence that I feel highly observed. So I've, I've always believed in civility and, you know, being a, I, I think I like being a tough guy and a, and a strong man and being there for the people I love. But I think civility costs nothing. You will not, you will not go broke using currency of kindness. Um, and I think that I feel very observed. So everything I do, if I didn't think that I could, I was, I could come back here and and not have to rely on this nostalgia of Bross and 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 actually, ha if I didn't think I could do that without the actual Justice standalone record, I would not be talking to you fellas mm. about music because I don't want to embarrass myself, my family, my my friends, or even my, my the observation of my grandfather, my grandmother, my nana, and my sister, and my, and my you know all these. My dear, my dear mate Johnny, my bodyguard, and just all, all, all my guardians, man. Just, I believe I'm highly observed, and 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 I'm being guided. So that might be a bit too ethereal, but that's how I. That's no, how no, no, life. no. I completely yeah, get this, that. Yeah. I completely get that. And it sounds to me like you've really got, you've got a great support system around you. But it sounds to me like you really find the way you speak about your music. You really find a lot of that stability and grounding in the music you create. Would I be right in saying that? Like it just the way you talk yeah, about it, it just yeah. seems that way. Well, I think it's also doing 120 shows for the last 11 years, <laughs> every year, every year, and you get to t get to play for people that are not fans of yours, but they've heard, they've read a review. And when you play Las Vegas and you play Caesar's Palace, um, you know you have to burn your ego at the door, and you have to say, "Am I doing this because I want to make people happy? Mm. Am I doing this because I want to transport people out of their bills and their problems and their losses?" 
And and the answer is yes. But I could feel at the end of it, it was getting it was getting too much. So yeah, my music has been a great lighthouse for me within within my life within my life. It's 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 kept me crashing into some coral reefs and <laughs> and uh, never to be seen again. But I I I have a fortitude within me because of my music and 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 the the people that are here and that aren't here that I want to make proud and I pride myself in being contemporary and as I said before being strong. You know this the brain is a, is the strongest and weakest muscle on, in the in the yeah. in the body. You know it's uh it can make or break us and. We have to encourage each other. I don't care, even if it isn't a hit record. I, if I have my time to encourage people to knock on your neighbor's front door and say, "Hey, I like your new car, mate." Go, it, it, you know, what's the point? I mean, what's the point of not doing that? You know, yeah. It's just I know it's a very different subject, but I just it's no, a better way to. No, it's me. totally real. Isn't yeah. that currency of kindness thing that you said before? Yeah. And I've never heard that phrase before. Totally going to use it as well. It. I'm going to use it. <laughs> Quite I don't a bit. know if I've ever said it before. <laughs> Well, you, you've opened us, opened us up into your diary of, uh, like it's a it's a pop diary. We get to listen to your your, your story and and your and your life in in a great form. And it, and it's crazy to think you said you know you put um, the the underlying uh, a layer of all this like cool complex thoughts into like this pop music. And I actually wouldn't have thought your next single had anything to do with adultery, which is insane. I heard it. I was like bopping around in the car. This is great. And then I was like, oh, you just said it's about adultery. And it's like. Yeah. How did you I mean, make that stuff? work? <laughs> well, the, the, I mean, the, the, the reality is, is that you can love someone, um, but you got to also like them, right? So ironically, what happens is when you're in a relationship, you you kind of start loving that person. But what, what ends up being coming a very powerful word in that relationship is the word like. You say, I really like you. And that's the powerful thing. You say it to your mate, so I really like you. You're just solid you know that becomes a very powerful word but when you when you're faced with you know you know when any kind of loss when you're faced with an irreversible environment you know i i think people should realize acceptance is the quickest way to heal it and i feel like this the acceptance that not really just for yourself but for your partner if you know you can't be the same person um, and you're going to say, where are you? Who are you with? What are you doing? You know, which you obviously would if you're faced with adultery and you, and you have to try and heal. You, you, if you're going to change shape to the point that you're going to be a, a pain in the ass to your partner, then it's better for both, both sides to move on. And, and, and it's just, it's, it's something, unfortunately, a lot of us have experienced, but th- there is hope because the line says you broke my heart, but saved my life because there's not, there's not one person listening to this that if you're with somebody now that you really care for, you more than likely came out of something tumultuous or something that hurt you before that. So there's always hope. You just got to, you just got to trust that process. Speaking of the whole adultery side of things here in Australia, I feel like you've been cheating on us with the rest of the world <laughs> for the past little while. And that's a good life. <laughs> and I just uh that's a, that's, hey, a, that's a t-shirt. <laughs> hey, it's it's what we do, man. We've got to do those segues. We no, do segues. Well, let me just write that down so we don't um, set the copyrights on that one. With Bros, I don't know if you've you've toured Australia as a solo act, have you? No. But I know you did with Bros for a little while, like uh, maybe once or twice. Um 
And I think you you almost shut down Sydney Airport with like a whole bunch of people just rocking up and annoying the hell out of you guys. We had eleven thousand people there. See, and, that's nuts. That's nuts. And we it took, us, it took us almost four hours to get through. <laughs> and uh, it was you gotta understand as a London a London born London boy, you turn up in Australia and you hear about Australia in the movies and you hear about you know you read about Australia and. And you go, is anyone even going to know who we are down here? It's just, and we get there, oh, yeah. there's 11,000 people. <laughs> Some of the greatest memories for me and my brother, without question, are in Australia. Because it's just, even like the way you guys are, like, it's just, you guys have a certain way of making people feel very, very relaxed. Like, you just got, you just got, your, na- your nation is, uh, I mean, we all know that you guys came out of lockdown last. I mean, super disciplined country. And a responsible country, and but you really know how to have a good time. And I've said loads and loads of interviews in Australia recently that you just—I don't know how you do it—but you have a knack of getting people into trouble. Like you, <laughs> certainly when it comes to, you do. It's just we're having a couple more bevies than you thought you were going to have. It's just, it was, <laughs> Breakfast beers. I can't wait. Honestly, I can't <laughs> wait to get back down there. Man, it'd be really, yeah. or even just from this interview, it'd be really awesome to meet you. Really awesome to see. I'd love to see your live set. Like mm. I, I've heard a couple of the remixes and I feel like that's such a, especially in the moment, it's such a great way to be releasing. You can release a track and go, here's the, here's the pop version. Here's the actual version. But let's get out and have a bit of a dance and have with yeah. remixes like this it's it's an awesome sound and the remixes are still really great as well they yeah, still complement the track so it's a, it's a good thing is that they don't make you it should check out it's good if you, if you you should check out firefly by oakenfold as well um that was that was number one everywhere and Sweet. you should check out firefly by i wrote a song called firefly and um all oakenfold remixed it and um it's still probably one of my favorite tracks i've ever done in my life Okay. Sweet. That's 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 a heavy lyric, but that's you, you. Yeah, you you read that lyric, but that's just me and Paul love that song. Done. Amazing. Done. Well, as Tenny B said, well, uh, when you come to Sydney, we're gonna definitely rack up your um, hotel bill and go through the menu. That would be great. <laughs> and we'll check out all the food yeah. there. It'd be fantastic. Well, well, listen. I mean this. I mean this. <laughs> I, I genuinely. This time, I want to come when I come to Australia. Let's have a few. Let's have a few beers. We'll put the world to rights. People watch. Create some madness. We're going to get you into trouble, man. We're going to get you into we'll trouble. Sh- we'll shut down into the airport again. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> the thing that gets me, the thing that gets me is, I don't know you saying you're, you're seven foot, let's just say eight foot four. Built, <laughs> six two, man. Built six like two, a brick shit two. house. And you're there telling me that you've got a bodyguard. I don't understand this guy. Well, I'm six two, but Uncle Sid, as we call him, Uncle Sid is my brother. He's like, he's definitely... I wish I could get him on the phone because he cracked you up. We just give each other so much shit and just, and it's just, we really, really give each other a hard time. And, um, that's amazing. We really, really do. But he's, he's, he is, I think he's six, seven. Yeah. And he's equally as wide. He's just, but he's a gentle giant if you know him. He'll come, yeah. he'll, he'll be there with us. It's always great right. to have someone inside. Like, I could do the show by myself, but he's good. He just gives me piggybacks everywhere. It's fantastic. <laughs> I, you sound, you sound, you sound exactly like Thor. <laughs> I'm saying you, you've got exactly the same voice. Like, really? Are you talking, wait. You never told you? Me? Yeah. No there way. You go. There you go. I sound like Thor. No, 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 no. Tony B. I do. T-shirt. I do. Yeah. 
Oh, there you go. Oh, he does. He's people a lot say, like people say yeah. I, I, um, I look a lot like Chris Hemsworth as well. So, I uh, know that. Yeah, no, that's not really. That's fair. <laughs> the same body. No, but, <laughs> no but, but but on the on the over the over the phone, you sound you do sound exactly exactly the same. Oh, there we go. Awesome. This is great. Everyone. I could do like a. <laughs> we, all right. Next interview, we've got Chris Hemsworth on the line. <laughs> Just be you me should, talking honestly, to me. Honestly, mate, listen, voice doubling, it's a good side gig. It's a good side gig. You should definitely do something like that. <laughs> he totally does do it already. That'd be so. actually funny if you interviewed if you interviewed him on the on the on your show and you did the voice. And it would just sound like well, actually if we ju- did just interview him, it'd sound like him talking to himself. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a spin out. Oh, Can I, I've yeah. got one more question for you, man. I'm sorry, I won't take up. We won't take up much more of your time. No, no, man. I'm, this is my last one of tonight. So. Okay. Fantastic. Oh well, we'll just keep talking till you fall asleep then. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. Read somewhere that you, you and your brother sold out the O2 in seven seconds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We did two nights and we sold out in seven seconds, and it was just a phenomenal, phenomenal gig. It's like truly couple of the best shows of our lives. It was really, really good. It was just in two, end of 2018, beginning of 2019. That is just before such... I, I don't, I don't, no doubt you think this way, but hearing that, my jaw dropped and I was like, that is such an achievement. Yeah, I'm going to give you a round of applause. And, I'm going to do you. <laughs> <laughs> and with, with that, do you... No doubt you hold that quite high up there, but... What would be your main achievements uh, in your musical career so far? I mean, that's that's a world record. That's the quickest sellout in the O2 history. Um, we're still, I'm still the youngest man in music history to he- headline Wembley Stadium, huh. seventy-seven thousand people. Um, uh, I think singing for Muhammad Ali if, uh, just before he passed that was a beautiful thing. So we had to go to his house. It was just I went there. I, I, we we went there and. We actually, you know, the fight, the rumble in the jungle when when Muhammad Ali fought. Um, we went to get the short signed. And we went to his house and I sang for him and singing for the Queen, singing for Joe Biden, singing for, you know, all the, just, I think just having so many, hanging out at the Rolling Stones in Kansas City and oh, look at just, it just it was it's just endless. Like music is not just about having hit records. It's a it's a journey that create these insane environments for you. I never forget when Liza Nelly actually um, was singing with Frank Sinatra and, and um, Sammy Davis at the Royal Albert Hall, and and I was at a hotel, and you know she showed me two dresses. I was with Neil Tennant from the Pet Shop Boys, and we just I came in. She came in, and we chose the dress, and then. I was in her dressing room at the Royal Albert Hall and Sammy Davis was there. I met Sammy and Frank. And, wow. Uh, and just, it was just incredible sitting there with Roger Moore and just all these people and having lunch with Princess Diana. It just continuously, I could just keep going. Yeah. And so music just continues to make these incredible life memories for you, really. Just, they just, music is an incredible thing. And then also, I guess, you know, Having an eleven-year residency in in Vegas was is a was a big big achievement. Wow, it's like goosebump worthy. That's <laughs> incredible. Yeah. All these names, and yeah. yeah, what a what a life story. And this is this is incredible. And now 
Zanantoni B. Yeah, now you can so add look, us to that list. Look at this. <laughs> Princess Diana to Zanantoni B. <laughs> or Thor. I'm going to say, say that Thor. Thor. <laughs> Thor. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. We yeah adore you, and now even more, we get to see the real real side of you, and this is amazing to think that we get to speak to you. Yeah, and I was looking forward to talk to you guys all day, and it's honestly I've been I'm very excited. I'm, I'm excited about Britain. I tell you that, that the way I've been received in, in in Australia, and to actually feel like I'm, it seems like I'm definitely coming down there. So um, I'm really excited. I'm genuinely looking forward to meet you guys and just. Yeah, get me to trouble. Show me some hole in the wall places for good food. You don't want holes in the wall and around in, in Australia. It's, it's a <laughs> no, very different topic. That's exactly what I want. <laughs> no. I'm, at, I'm at the Dorchester right now. It's beautiful. I want some hole in the wall places that you guys go to where the best noodles are. Done. Fantastic. Done. That's exactly what's going to happen. We're, uh, we'll take you out for a day and you probably won't be home for another week. <laughs> Well, that's that. Matt, Matt Goss, the way he creates music and hearing him talk about his music is really, there's no other word, but inspirational. Mm. Like, especially as a, as a guy, so hearing another, another guy talk about like his feelings and all that sort of stuff and what he puts into his music. I think that's such an important message to share. And I love that we had a moment to sit down and have a chat to him. I can't wait to actually meet him in person someday because I know from hearing the way he talks that us three would just vibe together really well. So real, so true to himself is Matt Goss. And I, and I, do, I do love hanging out with someone like that because he has such a great story to tell and so much more I feel like we can learn about him and you know who else is really cool and we always get to speak to her is Chloe with an X I really wanted to promote um, you know individuality and, and embracing you know sides of yourself that uh, you might feel like you have to to hide yeah we've always had heaps of time for Chloe and she's a, another creative powerhouse I think from her visuals to giving her whole self into her music, she's just incredible. And we can't wait to share her chat. That'll be Chloe on the next episode of More Than Music. <laughs>